for Thursday, March 1st, 2018. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. Right. Look at that fucking squirrel on my bird feeder. And then suddenly, the Enterprise D's bridge. Well, you know that means we have... A Smithcast on This Is Only a Test This Week. Hey, it's Will Smith. Hey, I'm a Smith. You're a Smith. You're the only Smith no, there's, in this there's, room there's, right now. Uh, yeah, okay. That, that checks out. Will's back this week, subbing in for Jeremy, who I think is doing some traveling for his birthday He's skiing. Skiing. Whoa. Jeremy skis? Apparently. Oh, He's more sophisticated fancy. than us. Yeah. Not snowboarding. Maybe you get inspired by the Winter Olympics. Oh, man. Maybe he's training he, for the next look, Olympics. He got inspired by the Summer Olympics and took up badminton. Yeah. So now, yep. now he's he's out at the curling rink. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think full Grooming. on skeleton. You think he's just full head on first. skeleton, head first down the luge. Those track. people are insane, right? Hundred like, percent. You have to be a main. Like, what happened? If you mess that up, is it sixty spi- miles per hour. Spinal. It's really bad. It's really fast. Uh, and Kishore Hari, of course. Kishore, Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I cannot believe I'm sitting next to whoa, whoa. esports star. B- not like, that Will Smith. Th- there's there's a there's an elephant in the room before we get to that. Oh, okay. Ganesh. We, we got to talk about your beard because I haven't seen you in a while and it is magnificent. It is, it is growing. Yes. I, I'm in full NHL playoff beard mode right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. Is this a rally beard? Uh, uh, definitely. Okay. I'm rallying for everyone out there that needs support from my beard. Uh, it's an emotional support beard, really. So you can bring it on planes? Yeah. I've been told not to. But that's, you know, that's just how TSA treats me. You get places. a vest for it? A vest? Oh. Yeah, a vest Ooh. for your beard. It says service beard. I have a long <laughs> way to go for this to be an important, n- notable beard. Mm. Right now, it's just sort of scraggly. I'm, like, working my way through the growing You're going to get to, like, like St. Nicholas levels where you get all the way down there? Like I want to be able to braid it just a little bit, and then I'll know it's time to let go. Like a dwarf. You could be a Viking. Hey, uh, before we talk about the biggest story this week, which is the esports news, uh, we true. we did wrap up the Olympics. And did either of you watch the curling finals this past yes. weekend? Yes, I did. Maybe that's the biggest story this week. How curling. is that the biggest story? The what? women's ice hockey game. Oh, that was yeah, really okay. good too. Yes. So to, we, can, I watched that one. Take as well. that, Canada. Uh, Star Spangled Dangle. Oh, whoa! Wait, uh, t- tell us what happened with um, women's hi- ice hockey. We. Defeated our northern enemies, put them in their rightful place. Canadian bacon can go to hell. Yeah, the silver is really suits you, Canada. You know what they say: you you win bronze, but you never win silver. You win bronze and gold. Yeah, you get silver. You lose silver. You, you lose you, to get silver. You get silver yeah. exactly. You win. You can win bronze because there's you win the bronze medal, but you get silver. Can I just say That's that why they announced? Third place and then first place. I've never sat in the middle before. Yeah, this middle's is a hard place. This is awful. I'm like I'm I'm left. I'm right. I don't know where to be looking. It's mm-hmm. very confusing. Jeremy, Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy just a puts hard a, job. He just puts his head down. And just lets it happen. <laughs> it's a good policy. So uh, U.S. Women's won the gold medal for hockey, and this was a long shot. Was no, long shot? no, they okay. are the better team. Oh, we are the better team. Okay, but, all right. But, but so here's the thing. They lost a, shootout. a bunch, mm-hmm. and I don't watch a lot of hockey, but sh- shootouts are awful. 
Oh, that they're terrible. Horrible. It's a terrible way to decide important games. Um, and the the Olympics have had this rule forever. Everyone hates it, especially when you get close games like this, because it's a it's basically like, hey, you've been playing this amazing sport for a while. Let's bring in a gimmick to decide who we'll wins. Wrap it up real nice and fast. Yeah. Let's like, how it ended, let, you know, Mighty Ducks part two and let, one. Let's have a home run derby decide the World Series mm. next year. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems shitty for the goalies really more than anything because they're expected to make all the all the stops, right? You know what? I think it. I, I think it's great, especially because we won. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason, reason it's okay. a, That's the only reason but, it's okay. But, but, okay, so I've been watching curling during the Winter Olympics for years. It used to be really hard to do before they had the internet and you could watch just whatever whatever sports you wanted. And now, like, there were a lot of ads on these apps, which is fine. I, they got to make money somehow, I suppose. But, like, A, the technology experience for watching these Olympics, partly because the time zones were favorable, but partly because they did a really good job of always letting you watch the live thing if you wanted to have the live up-to-the-minute thing. Or watching it on demand it, it, without any of – without, like – Without cutting from biathlon to figure skating to curling to alpine skiing, not the potpourri for the prime time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was this was the best viewing Winter Olympics I've ever had. Yeah, I, I'm like NBC got got dragged real hard on the last Summer Olympics, I think, because it was just everything was delayed and yeah, yeah you couldn't watch what you wanted when you wanted. So everything live, was live with the asterisks, highlights, replays. The VR stuff was awful. Well, oh, the yeah. 360 video the is always bad. Yeah. That's the lesson. <laughs> it's not VR, somebody yeah. told me. Yeah. In a wire so, editorial U.S. Like. curling team led by uh, Minnesotan John Schuster. You can tell that from the mustache. You, you, well, is he the mustache guy? I don't know. Probably. He's not the mustache guy. I don't know any of their names. No, he's Why not the Daniel Bryan character. Names? So let's set the stage. What will happen with U.S. curling? Because I remember watching not the finals, but the one week before the finals in the round robin, and U.S. was down 2-4. Yeah. Had lost, just lost to Norway, I believe. On their their Nor- sixth match, Nor- and, it was pretty and they're about to get knocked out. And also, wasn't this the team that four years ago placed last in curling that in the Olympics? Right. Yeah, why not? Of course, it's it's, it's an underdog story. It was really. Fun. Are you auditioning for a 2022 curling commentator? No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just telling. I'm setting setting up the for people who may not have followed U.S. curling. So John Schuster, his team, he won bronze in uh, eight years ago. Uh, that was the one before Nagano. Sochi, Nagano, not Nagano. No, Nagano was like years and years ago. Nagano was '98. Turin. Yeah. Turin? No. No. Oh, how worldly was we are. Ru- Sochi was Russia. Sochi right? was four years ago. And then the one four years before that. France. It was in France. Oh, it was in Italy. It was Tor- no, Turin. No, Turin was 2004, <laughs> 2002. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Google. Anyway, um, came back four years ago in Sochi and placed dead last to the point where he was kicked off the U.S. curling team. Yep. And then rebuilt his team from just locals in uh, Minnesota. They called themselves the Rejects. And then did so well that they... That were they were the U.S. curling had no choice but to make them the team, mm-hmm. and then did poorly leading uh, into going into the round robin. Well, I mean, so it's a double elimination, right, for the Olympic curling, which was nice. Uh, right? it, no, the round robin top X number of teams move, move on. on, okay, but they beat Canada, and after they had started off two four, I think they won their next four, and then that got them some medal round, and then beat Canada again in the semifinals. So I should clarify. When I watch curling, I really don't care at all who wins. I find it incredibly meditative to watch just because of the amount of strategy that goes into the placement of the stones. Like, it is it is such a defensive game for the most part. 
and the way they the way they have the this this incredibly fine control over what like fifty pound stones or something. At least go metric just brooms. Yeah, they're they're thirty five kilogram stones. Sorry, Kishore shaking his head. There's, I don't like curling. I'm I'm going to be the contrarian. It's slow. It's yeah. long and slow. That's the that's what's good about it. You know, I I understand what you're saying with the meditative part, but. It's a really ridiculous sport. Everyone's like, every four years, people are like, I'm into curling. I love it. Has anyone who watched curling then decided to find a local curling There's a team curling rink in San Jose. And yes. And, and, and try it. Yes. I've tried it out. Really? Oh. Yeah, I've played curling. It's not bad for, uh, to play. It seems like something you can have a couple of beers and do pretty good. Whoa. That is 100% the reason curling is awesome. Yeah. We should go curling. You want to do it? I'll go curling. I have, a, I have a friend on the curling team down in San Jose. Gina will go curling. She's really, she was she watched more curling than I did. I'm willing to not just go curling, but invest in the shoes. That's oh, yeah. what I want. The so special tell me about shoes. The shoes, what, what, what the the shoes like are, are basically like you know how the youth they have those roller shoes, the, the, the wheelies, roll, wheelies, the wheelies. Yeah. Oh wow! So you guys are hipper than me. But you have a kid that's the right age for the wheelie shoes. No, never, what? never the wheelies in our then, house. Then they'll be faster than you. <laughs> He's already faster than me. But basically, it has a slick end that allows you to slide, and it has like kind of a grippy end. But the amount of are, like feet finesse they have to never touch any of uh, the other stones, other rocks, yeah. as they're dancing around them and moving their brooms, it's pretty good. I I assumed that they had like a slidey foot and a and a, and a scratchy foot. Yeah, that's what I said. Right, but is but is it both feet are slidey and scratchy, or is it one, no, no, like one right foot, foot is, slidey? Yeah, the left foot slidey and right foot scratchy. Usually, if they're a right-handed thrower, I guess. Wow. I don't know. I really some, like the some of the their throws, the way they like <sighs> dance into a throw, like spin three sixty and then release. Um, it's pretty majestic. There, there's nothing to me more exciting than when somebody drops the hammer and they go in for a big push. To just bump the other guy's stones out of the way. And did you see that Swedish just team? Just avoid oh, their yeah. guard. That Swedish team, they're filled with what looked like villains. Did They had good beard game, though. Beard, Look, like They had good they had villainous curate, beards. curated beard game. Like A lot yeah. of product oh. in that beard. The appeal of curling is really simple, right? You have, like, as you get older, you watch the Olympics. You're like, well, okay, I'm probably not going to be able to do aerial half pipe anymore right i'm too old for that anymore even if i even if i really committed myself when you're 20 you think you know if i really buckled down right now figure skating's out of the picture but i could probably do the thing where you go down the mountain really fast and then just fly as far as you can i might not be good at it but i could do that and when you reach like 40 45 it's like well curling that's what i got left that's the only one that i could potentially be an olympic athlete for so then. that's how i feel about archery in the summer yeah, exactly. Archery's archery's a, not easy. No, 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 no. No, but, but I could, could do archery. Yeah, you could. I'm not saying I could win. Mm. I'm saying I could shoot and you hit could, a target. You could pick up archery when you're 40 and and be competitive if you devote yourself to it. Quit your job. Okay. Ten hours a day at the range. Interested? You know they're always trying to find ways to make the Olympics more exciting, and accessible to younger viewers. Bring in some normals. Skateboarding, uh, electric skateboarding into a vault. Maybe. That's pretty good. Esports. All right, let's talk about esports. Yeah, esports. Esports star Will Smith is star? sitting next to me. Star? Star. Oh, fan art. I saw Not the fan a, art. Like, I you know the art. difference between esports just like as regular streamers? Like, there's one thing if you just stream. Oh, God. It's another thing if you demonstrate your ability against other talent and you get invited to an invitational and actually place in the money. That's true. That is what our own Will Smith did yesterday. Whoa, tell me about this tournament. So Twitch does an occasional tournament where they bring a bunch of Twitch streamers together. 
uh, and then they put a lot of money on the line, $100,000 in this case. Dang. Yeah. How many teams? 16. 16 teams. Uh-huh. And how much is in, in the money? So the top four? so it's not overall standings for the Twitch for this particular tournament. They did they did five rounds and the winner the top eight teams on each round were in the money. So like if you were the eighth team, you got a hundred bucks. If you were each each player, four hundred bucks for the team. Uh, in the seventh place, it was a couple hundred up to like oh, fifteen hundred or wait, two so grand each. Half of the teams. Half of the teams see money each round. Each round. So it, wow! Like, so you're guaranteed so to be in the money not, if, you, no, if you're no, in the top fifty percent. No, no, these are some of the best players. Yeah. So we were playing with well. So they're the best non-pro players. Yeah, they're best non-pro players. Yeah. Fair. So, so, and the way the format worked was they invited sixteen captains, and those captains were responsible for putting together their team. So my my friend Kate Stark, who is a regular Twitch streamer, great at, streamer. Yeah, really, really fun to watch. Lovely, lovely community of awesome people. Um, uh, invited me and a couple of other folks. I was the only non-Canadian on that team, so I feel okay. like this. This hockey you brought room. the politeness that I the Canadian know. team we needed. Affable. Yeah, you didn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like we're playing with Doctor Disrespect and Shroud and those guys who are or who are incredibly competitive PUBG players, um, and and uh, Anthony Kongfan and Vision and Halifax and all those folks. And, and were, they, were the top eight basically the same top eight no. every time? We were we well. Well, okay, so right, right. Will and, and has rounds? Will me, plays PUBG every night, and yes. he has a vocal and supportive community. The wheel does provide. The wheel both. provides brothers. Um, and <laughs> not it's, a cult. It's a great. Not a cult. <laughs> not, a not, cult. A cult not a cult. Norb. No. Stop right. laughing. It's not a cult. <laughs> Shores every night though. Not I'm, a cult. I'm there. Um, and it was great to see that community really activated and supporting Will yesterday as he took his team to a seventh place finish. Whoa. Sixth place finish. Six. Oh, tied, tied, for, tied six. for six. Tied for six. In one right. of the rounds. No, no. Overall. 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 Yeah. So you, so we came in. Set, we uh, let's see. We came in thirteenth. Seventh, hold on. Uh, you, I 13th, think thirteenth, seventh, thirteenth, eighth, second. <laughs> that's not great. Eighth. We yeah, we came in second at Whoa, one point. Okay, and that, that was enough to get through, you to through and solid the, play. And the actual, I think the actual best team like finished them off in that game. They finished. Yeah, oh. Shroud and Shroud and Chad, Josh, and, Josh and, and those guys are that's are intense. Solid. How were you? How did you feel when you in that round where you made the second, the I'm, last? Two I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Norm. Every single time. I was shaking more than I ever have in my life. Like, have you ever been in a car accident? Never felt so alive. Have you ever been in a car accident? <laughs> Daddy, like, where, where Daddy, <laughs> I need lunch. No. <laughs> uh, luckily, Wednesday is far score, far school, and uh, soccer day. So uh, my, my slam that door. My family was all gone. It was just me and the dog sitting there. This is a Twitch version of. You remember that newscaster who did that like cl- climate change report, and then his children ran in, and the wife, <laughs> and the like, wife, oh, yeah. Yeah, the BBC them. expert. Yes, yeah. yeah. This is like that for Twitch streaming, right? Pretty much, yeah. It's intense, and then the child um, I gotta say, it's pretty fun watching Will stream, because the other streams were sure. like a little, ver- were not just a little, were very serious, and oh. not entirely enthused with certain results. Will stream was like, Because there's money involved. Will stream was basically was, like, yeah. how are we still alive? This is amazing. Well, look, 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 <laughs> no, Will can't drive. <laughs> so we, we played pretty conservative. Yeah, the first couple of games, and then we loosened up and got real, a little rambunctious, and that served us well. And and like if you don't play competitively, it's different playing competitively for for like just for goofs on a night. It's different playing competitively for charity. Even Kate's mm-hmm. done that before, and she was like, "Yeah, when there's when there's money that comes to you on the line, it's a little more urgent than maybe if you're you know." So what did sixth place net you? I think we ended up we ended up with like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred bucks each. Wow. Yeah, so it's not an insubstantial amount Dang, of money. Dang, you could buy like, some Bitcoin mining GPUs of that. 
So oh, I could buy one 1080 probably yeah. in current prices. Yeah. Re- representing all the all the wheel followers out there, I, I have to know. Yes. Are you going to invest? Spokes? Are you guys Spokes? <laughs> We've discussed different... Spokes is not a bad one, actually. We've discussed different names. Spokes came up. We're I not, like Wheelians. Yeah, Wheelians, I think, is, is my favorite. It has mm. a little bit of a... It has a little bit of a... It's, ra- sp- it's got to be it, Spokes. Come it on. has it's, a, it's a roundness strength comes in all of your, all your unity. It's really about the, prov- the like how the wheel provides more than being <laughs> part of the wheel. Um, the... It's the really isn't really a, a religion. It's more of a belief structure. Yeah, it it's definitely our, not it a cult. Guides our our actions. It, the the hard hitting question though: people who listen to this that don't know what we're talking about are going to be really <laughs> fucking confused right now. Are you going to use the proceeds for a new chair? Uh, yeah, probably. Yes, the squeaking. Yes, has to brothers. Stop. The squeaking has to stop. Uh, you know, I realized the, the used chair place in San Francisco sells the chair that I want, not necessarily in the color I want, but I'm I'm willing to give up that for half price. It turns out. Wow. So fair enough. Yeah, so I might Herb go buy Miller all the chair. way. I, I know I'm, I'm going to go Steelcase Gesture this time. Oh. That's uh, I I tried a bunch of tried the the uh, the fancy mm-hmm. embody Herman Miller chair. Is that the one that looks like a skeleton? It's the one that looks like a skeleton. Wire cutter didn't like that one super a lot. I found it very comfortable, but I'm worried about it aging. Okay. Uh, it, the Steelcase Leap was the last chair I had when we were at Future, and that was an amazing chair. I tried out the Gesture a few weeks ago. I really like the Gesture. Let me tell you about it's a good chair. The chairless lifestyle. Oh, I no. sit, I'm there for like 12, 13 hours a day. I can't sit there chairless. You can't stand there. I can't stand there for 12 or 13 hours. I thought about getting a high chair and this lifting the whole thing up. feels so good. Look, you're you're young. You have your whole life in front of you. We'll, we'll take a look I, at yeah. Norm's calves later where he yeah. can be like, look at the evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, show. Just to wrap up the esports thing, yeah. I was very skeptical of watching Twitch streams for like on a regular basis. It like when you get you when you find a nice stream and the leading streamers are I think harder to watch because the the chat moves too, too fast. Chat moves too fast. There's no there's no there's not as much community. But I think that there's a lot of like mid level people that are really enjoyable. I oftentimes just have it on in the background while I'm working on other stuff like writing and other things, and it's I it's more enjoyable in a lot of ways than than what's on TV. It's kind of like podcasts in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, so I had never I never really watched Twitch streams. Like I watched when Patrick Klepek was playing Spelunky two, three years ago. I would watch him. I streamed some Spelunky playing when I was at, just as a kind of just as kind of a way to keep track of my progress more than anything. So I could see, oh, like, look, three weeks ago I couldn't get to World 3. Now I can get on. It was just a, a kind of uh, it was kind of a, a, a metric for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when Gary was like, hey, you should watch PUBG, and we started watching Dr. Disrespect and Shroud and Grimms and those guys, and I was like, oh, man, this is incredibly compelling. This this game in particular is incredibly compelling to watch just because, like a TV show, you can kind of jump in at any moment. The rules are simple enough. You know what's going on. And even if you're yeah. just watching one person's perspective, it's really fun. So, um so I started playing on the stream. With and it's Gary actually and, a and decent way to get you into games you wouldn't play otherwise. I think Watching that's true. people play yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's talk okay. about some pop culture news. Ooh. Need a music cue. Oh, He's yeah. working on it. I, I don't. Hopefully getting I, there. Uh, I didn't, All right. We we're, were here. We're here. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> pop, so close. Pop culture. Pop yeah. Pop culture news. I don't. It's not in the thing. All right. Pop culture right. news. Pop culture news. Pop culture. Hey, you guys uh, watched the new trailer for Wreck It Ralph two. Wreck It Ralph breaks the internet. I saw that. Isn't Wait, that? What? Isn't that um, that term like four years out of date? Breaking yeah. the internet. Yeah. Am I a little behind. It takes on a this? long time to make an animated movie. The kid. The kids like it though. 
But it explains everything. Wreck it, Ralph. Oh, well, well, no, 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 no Will. We're way past it now. I, I uh, got it. I can do this. Oh my goodness! Are you really? We're, we're already talking about the topics. Uh, Wreck Ralph. Oh. <laughs> you should have given me all this power, one. No, it's pretty clear what mistakes were made. Which segment is next? Just so I know. Technology. Okay. That's right. supposedly what this podcast is about. <laughs> hmm, technology. Uh, well, eh? internet. So, I love Wreck-It Ralph. Hope you guys liked it too. It's, it's the best. It's my. It's. It's one of. The, it's one of the. One of the. I mean, there have like, been a, a lot of great Disney Animation Studios films. You know, it's a lot of people the, yeah. I talk to don't realize don't don't see the difference between Pixar and Disney Animation. They assume like what Moana wasn't a Pixar film or a, um, not Frozen. Frozen, the like Disney princesses, but uh, well, so is like, Moana, kind of. But I could, yeah, and they're different styles and different studios. But people like are sometimes surprised that something like uh, Wreck-It Ralph wasn't a Pixar film, and they're, they, although owned under the same umbrella of the mouse, it is Disney Animation Studios. Well, well, you got to give them their props. They're post Lasseter. You know, Lasseter's office is at Disney Animation Studios mm-hmm. now. I've seen it. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. So I think it's two offices. Probably. I mean, his office is up here too. But yeah, like he he definitely came in and and you see the 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 hand of the Pixar. Pixar leads with Disney animation. Sure. But it doesn't, they do have a distinct flavor. Yeah. Uh, Record Ralph 2, the trailer looks great. I'm excited for it. It's Ralph in, and his arcade characters embracing a new world of technology, the internet, apps, mobile games. It's going to be fun. It's, are they going to be Candy Crush? Is Candy Candy Rush going to be know. Candy uh, I, Crush? I, I, I'm curious what, what they can do, what, what, uh, what licenses they can. And is it going to be about games in general or is it going to be about the internet? It's gonna, you know what? It's always about the people. It's oh. always about the characters. It's mm-hmm. always about, you know, family. What are the, who are the people on the internet? I do feel like this movie is a couple years late. Hasn't it been a long time since Wreck-It Ralph? Wreck-It Ralph was it's like totally. 2008 or 2009, right? 2010? It was right when we started testing. So it, it, I wonder what took so long. Is it because they have so many licenses in this movie? I don't know. To contend with? 2012. It wasn't that long ago. Five years ago. Feels like a long time because we mm-hmm. have like five movies every year now, animated films. Um, I'll see it. Yep. I think it's a good trailer. You guys should watch it. Uh, something I'm also excited to see, but I probably won't be able to see, is this new film by Steven Soderbergh. Is it a heist movie? This? this is. It is. Uh, Logan Lucky. No, I don't know if it's a. It's a thriller, but it was completely shot on an iPhone. He did he reshoot the thriller music video? No, no. it okay. is a thriller. Oh, it oh, is oh. not thriller. It's called Unsane, and I think it's uh, shot mostly in a um, insane asylum, mental health facility. Like in a real one? Uh, I don't know. So oh. something they dressed up. So this is both impressive, just from the the fact that you can do this. Uh, but he claimed, I don't know if I uh, buy this, that by having a smaller camera and he used like steady cams and whatnot, uh, the actors were supposed to, were able to give more immersive experience. Yeah, the, the, like, the benefits I, I understood were like one, the versatility of being able to put the camera anywhere, so you don't have to like build out giant holes in walls to put a camera behind it if you want a specific shot. You and can you just, can just start shooting. Exactly, but like the just start shooting part of like actors sometimes on film sets you're waiting for many many minutes and and sometimes hours for setups to happen and then a thing happens and you have tons of people looking and so you are in actor mode um but with a phone 
it's very familiar and you can get a phone right up someone's face and get them to act and they somehow feel less pressure. Did, did they talk about the tech? That, like, did he have like, like build a rig to put Panaflex lenses or something on the front no, of the I don't phone think or they, anything like that? I think it's straight iPhone. So straight, like not yeah. even an auto clip? I, I don't know if they did different. Um, he, uh, they did indicate they were on gimbals and stuff. For, I can see that. For steadying, but yeah. right. I don't know. I mean, like, do you think this will become normal? No. No. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, if Apple, Maybe for indie movies, like super indie look, movies. Look, if you look at what, you know, what kept the story on Clerks is that Kevin Smith went out and put $25,000 on credit cards to buy enough black and white film stock to shoot Clerks, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do that anymore. You can buy a $1,000 phone and be ready to go, which I, is nice. And I think it's all about the combination of the cameras and the technologies that can make a film. Like you use the camera that's going to be the best for the type of shot you want. And if it's a movie like The Martian and they have perspectives on these GoPros they put on the the shoulders of the astronauts, then that's an interesting perspective. You don't need the whole movie shot in there, but it allowed for a lot of interesting talking to talking to that GoPro. You know, when he's talking to the webcam, doing those vo- mm-hmm. uh, voice video logs, or or you're showing a different perspective. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be a combination of those things because. You know they're ubiquitous now. I, I really like I. If Apple is smart, so is this not, is this not going to be released theoretically? And it's at a film festival right now, so I I assume it's going to be. Somebody released will buy it, and it'll it'll be yeah. out at least in a limited. Question day. is, did he edit it on an iPhone? Oh God, I can't imagine. Yeah, iMovie I mean, challenge. No, iMovie, iPhone iMovie oh, challenge. God, that was so, 2018. That was so hard. Um, yeah, probably didn't. I I bet Apple buys it and releases it on iTunes for everybody for free. For free? Yeah, shot on iPhone. Shot on iPhone. Mm. It's like those billboards, but yeah. a, a movie. By one of the great filmmakers of our time. Sure. Also, go see Logan Lucky because it was very good. Uh, Did you see these new photos that Disney has released um, of the Star Wars Resort for Disney World? Still doesn't have a name, right? Does not have an official name, but these are official images. It's going to happen. Star Wars land. No, no, no. no. This is not the land. This is the immersive like hotel where there's actors wandering around. So you can pay your hundred. $20 $20 a day or whatever to go to Disneyland or Disney World and there will be a Star Wars land I don't think they're mm-hmm. calling it that it's not Star Wars land officially uh, in Disneyland and Disney World but this is a hotel resort mm. that is Star Wars Westworld that for I don't know what $1,000 a night or something it's wow. something, it's going to be something ridiculous it's like land cruise basically yes you get to be immersed and have your entire day's itinerary planned out you basically don't need to go to Disneyland because you could just live on you know your your space station do uh, stormtroopers walk up to you and try to take your children? You have to be like, these are not the kids you're looking for. I bet there will be some version of that. That sounds pretty good. They've, I bet they'll have hired actors and cast members it's gonna be everywhere. So expensive. So expensive. And some of these photos. And it'll like, probably be a year before it's even bookable. Sure. Sure. The, the rooms don't even look comfortable. No, they have Look, like right, like face Star- bunks. Who exactly? Who wants to live on the? Uh, yeah, I want. I, I want to live on the Millennium Falcon. Who really? It's not really that. No, I'm okay with being uncomfortable. Space bunk. Millennium Falcon. I, I look. I would. I, Chewbacca can spoon me if I can sleep on the Millennium Falcon. I don't wow. care. Wow, thousand bucks a night. I don't know if I'd pay a thousand bucks a night to get Chewbacca to spoon me. He seems like he might be a little smelly. It's going to be expensive. Oof. If you think about those like uh, Disney hotels down in Disneyland, the like California, uh, the Great California Hotel, it's like four hundred bucks a night. So I, I could see a thousand dollars a night easily. For this wow. kind of stuff, but, the, but it just it makes the experience twenty four seven instead of just sure. And the, yeah. the kids just want some escape these days. Adults just want some escape I, these yeah. days. Yeah, anything to take us out of the real world. Um, and one last bit of pop culture news: comic books. Here, something interesting. Um, Captain America is going to be written by the previous writer of Black Panther, 
tenacity coats. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, this is amazing because Nick Spencer, who had been writing Captain America, has done some really stupid shit with it. Oh, the, when he made him a Nazi? Yeah, made him a Nazi. Hydro Captain America. It's just it it was so navel gazy terrible Captain America. And so the Black Panther run that Coates did was really interesting. It was a very nuanced character. I don't know what he'll do with, with Cap. It's really cool that he's he's like a serious, like a, 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 the most serious of serious journalists talking about race issues in America and all sorts of deep topics. And then also he writes comic books, which is rad. I He spent an hour with Bill Simmons, I want to say like two or three months ago on his podcast. And they talk about all these offers he gets, and he's very selective right now because he feels the pressure of living up to what he's written before. So he's constantly seeking new challenges and outlets. And he talked about how comics was like a different type of challenge for him. And that's why he's gravitated towards it rather than trying to write a follow-up book to what was an amazing sort of letter to his son. Between the world and me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Artists will be Lionel Yu, who uh, has some done amazing oh, work. That's cool. And uh, Alex Rostin covers. I think Free Comic Book Day. They're going to show some. You can get one of their preview comics uh, May fifth. I want to say Free Comic Book Day. You know the Marvel Cinematic Universe spoilers for I guess Winter Soldier. Sure. But they never dealt with the aftermath of oh hey by the way Shield has just been Hydra this whole time. Like that that Shield that is whole... destroyed. That's it's over. So the, so the new There's Avengers no initiative is the uh, aftermath of Shield, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think they dealt with that more on the TV show Agents of Shield. Not, oh, so not even, yeah, not even. All right, well, okay. I feel like that's a big giant plot thread that they just were like, eh. It's really not interesting. Like just watching two hours of paperwork, not that good of a movie. I mean, it seems like it take a long time to wrap up all those secret bases and like transfer the titles on all the Shield, all the hunkies. congressional hearings. Yeah. I mean, if Man of Steel taught me nothing, it's that people love watching congressional hearings with superheroes. Movies up. with yeah. superheroes, as long yes. as something blows up at some point, blows up good. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for some pop oh, culture. God. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about in pop culture, Just, you should talk about something for like eight seconds. Uh, Ugly Delicious. Go watch it on Netflix. Ugly Delicious is great. The pizza episode, especially. Ooh, Ooh. oh, Joey posted, and Joey will be around. We'll talk about this off camera. He posted. Uh, a long rant about the pizza episode. Really? Uh, and, and he did. He's not, not happy he, about not the happy. About not it. happy about Japanese pizza being the best pizza. No, no, no. Not happy about what the show um, said about um, the consortium and like the, the getting something oh, wrong the about the theory of, of, of authenticity. Anyway, Joey takes pizza very seriously. Very seriously. Yeah. I uh, I do not see any technology. Oh. oh okay. Here we go. Themes. Here we. Oh, hold on. I got. I, I'll just. Wait, that one's too long. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're gonna have me do this here. Technology here, we're just gonna do this one. news. Technology news. Tested. What we've been testing. Well, that's not right segment. Okay. okay. Uh, we're just gonna start talking. Hey, Mobile World Congress was this past weekend. A couple things announced. The big phone, of course, was Samsung's Galaxy S9 mm. uh, phone that, by all accounts, looks very much like the Galaxy S8, except. Well, for the camera system. Well, I mean, there's one other change. They moved the fingerprint sensor down okay. back to more of a normal place for it to be on Great. the phone, on the back. But yes, everyone's raving about this aperture, this like dual aperture camera, and that you can actually see it with your naked eye switching between the two. A mechanical aperture. Wow. I mean, I still go back to your question, like, what are you using this for? 
using this in really specific lighting conditions yeah. Yeah. where you want to create that kind of you want to get flatter if that's yeah. even like why wouldn't you have the wide open aperture look the wide open aperture and the closed <coughs> aperture that's the thing that's that's trendy over time i have a, the photography book that i learned to shoot film with in the 80s was from like 1978 it was like you never want to have wide open aperture because it's going to blur out your background right like the guidance in that in that book was keep your aperture use the smallest aperture you can so that you don't get the bouquet for landscape it, it matters so little for uh these type of really small sensor wide angle lenses though well right so i'm really incredulous about what these dual aperture camera lens systems will do for i mean aside from the technical feat of being able to to put that in a camera doesn't doesn't do anything. Are you me. suggesting that Samsung would put a gimmick in a phone that sounds good on paper and has no actual oh, effect what, in the real world? You think that's a gimmick? We haven't talked about the gimmick that's actually in the phone. Tell me about the animojis. Oh, the animojis. First of all, animojis need to go be shot and killed and inserted into the emoji movie where they can live they can die the proper death. I'm sorry, sure. AR emojis. A- yes, they call them the AR emojis. I, These are creepy as fuck. These things more so than the Apple ones. Yes, because they don't work. Can you be a talking properly? Poo? It's so it's like basically it. Well, they create like human like characters and they have sort of puppet like ability. But the face tracking isn't as good as on the iPhone X. No. So like they don't blink right. And like sometimes the eyes are just left open. And Ugh. and so it has the utility of animojis with a higher creep factor. Well, it sounds like they, they saw what Apple did last year, and they, there is Copied face unlock, it. and they put some face detecting, some, some computer vision in the, in the front-facing camera system, uh, but it doesn't work the same way that Apple's does, and maybe it's not as good. You I'm interested to see how well the face unlock works. How, how is the face unlock? You have a 10, right, Norm? Yeah. How, have you, how do you feel about the face unlock? So I will say that the face unlock works 80% of the time. Which means that the twenty percent of the time doesn't work. Where I have to type in my code, it's more often than I'd like. I wish it had both. So I wish it had a fingerprint unlock and the face unlock. It works really well for me, except for when I don't have my glasses on, which is uh, kind of unusual since I need them to see. But like, mm-hmm. also happens occasionally. Uh, or if I'm like sitting in the passenger seat of a car and it's bright out, then sometimes it doesn't work there. Other than that, it's been pretty good. I've I've been really pleasantly surprised. It's been not great in the ways, sometimes in the ways I hold the phone. Like, um, if you're not intentional in holding the phone in front of you and asking for an unlock, like, it's not even unlocking right now. Unlock. Sometimes you have to ask it for one, yeah. Now it unlocks. Like, if I'm holding it low and I just want to glance at the phone, mm-hmm. it doesn't unlock. I got a wireless charging stand that holds it at, like, a 30-degree angle when I'm sitting at my desk, and mm-hmm. I can just kind of glance over it and tap it, and it'll wake up and unlock for me so I can see notifications, mm. which is <laughs> which is everything I dreamed it would be. Does iPhone not have like geolocation unlock or near at home no, it'll just stay unlocked. So so that that's part of their security commitment mm-hmm. because it has because the unlock ties to the encryption. They don't let you do the easy unlock because then there's ways for you to dispute charges on iTunes and all oh. of the other things that they don't want to deal with. So hey. they take away a lot of convenience factors that are just common on Android. Do but if you want something that looks like an iPhone? Mm. But isn't an iPhone. It runs Android. You may there may be something. Oh, is there a new Pixel phone coming from Google? With no, no. It's, it's from Asus, the Zenfone oh. Five. I'll show you a picture of this phone. There's now. a whole line of Zen phones, but basically, Mobile World Congress this year was like, "Hey, what if we made all of our phones just have edge to edge with the notch, but not necessarily have the functionality of the iPhone 10?" Look at this I, phone. Well, 
Well, it looks just like an iPhone, but the <laughs> wallpaper is really weird. And there's a little bit of a chin. They didn't even get the the, the screen. They didn't get full chin. I kind of wouldn't mind having a little bit of chin. I like. I don't feel bad about having stuff at the bottom. Although, if you're going to put a chin on, you might as well put that at the top and hide this hide the camera bar in there, and then not bother with the notch. I don't know. I'm not a phone designer. It, it, it all feels very copycat, which is fine. That's what this world has mm-hmm. come to. Even the placement well, of the camera they're, lenses. They're, we're talking about a thing that is a rectangular slab of glass at this point. There's only so much you can do with design. No, for sure. But it, it like having bezel-free like edge-to-edge on everything doesn't mean – it just feels like the fad right now. It doesn't necessarily mean every phone needs to have that utility. So, we will also say that the Galaxy S9 does have a headphone jack. It does. Most of the other phones that were announced do not. Yeah. I will say the one thing I'm disappointed with the S9 is that it doesn't have enough RAM in it. Why doesn't it have like – Eight gigs, like some of the other Android phones, especially if you're going to use it in the um, Gear VR thing. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a later update to get you to the thousand dollar phone. I um, it seems weird to me. So my dad called this morning and was like, "Hey, should I get it? I'm going to go to the Apple Store today. I'm getting my batteries replaced in my iPhone six and my and and our six and five. Six Great, it's and cheap. Five. But I think it's time to get new phones. Mm-hmm. And should I get an eight or a ten? And I was like, I, I honestly don't know what to tell you on this one. I really like the ten because I like, I like having the big screen size and something that's about the size of the smaller phone. Like I find that incredibly compelling. That's why I switched off of the Pixel two and went to the iPhone ten. Mm-hmm. But but like, it's really expensive, and I don't know that the eight is a valuable upgrade from a six S. Even there was a report in R saying that uh, Apple plans three new phones this year that are going to be taking the eight and. And making them look like the 10. I, I mean, that makes sense. And like you're hoping that the price would land in between the 8 and the 10? Or at those the phone? 8. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it's or the 2018 8, 8 plus phone. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's probably where to go. Is like you, I, I like the 10 in terms of edge to edge. I do like that, that aspect. But investing in the 8 when it's going to go away is a hard sell right now. Well, yeah. I mean, they keep their phones for three, two, three years regularly. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not as much of an issue. And they're, they're not tech conscious. I just didn't – like thinking about him trying to figure out how to use the new UI and UX of the 10 and having to do all the swiping, which like at this point when I pick up my iPad, I expect to be able to swipe up from the bottom and do all the stuff that works on the 10 and it doesn't. And it bums me out almost every time. But like I don't, I don't know that him – Trying to learn how to use the new phone is a good thing, especially if this this design is going to go away because it's not selling as well as they had hoped. Well, so, I mean, even though the sales numbers are down slightly, their revenue is still slightly up because of the higher prices. Yeah. So it's not. I don't think this design is going to go away. I think. I, yeah. I, I. I mean, if if this report is to be believed, uh, getting rid of the notch and going edge to edge, it's appealing. And if they want to make more money, then they can have a high, a bigger size phone because some people really love those six plus inch phablet size phones. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the people who don't want to pay $1,000 for phone, they'll have that $800 price point or whatever for, for the LCD version, not the OLED version. Do you think they're going to update the five-body style? No. That, that's going to be that until the processor is old enough that they're not going to support I'm wondering if they're just going to eliminate that. Yeah. It seems to sell. for some people. It seems to sell. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not privy to those numbers, so it's yeah. hard to, to say. Hey, one last phone that was at Mobile World Congress. This is the one that was this is the exciting weird, one. exciting phone. It's from a company called uh, Vivo, 
and it's called uh, the Apex Concept Phone. This is the phone that has two interesting features. One is that it has a fingerprint sensor underneath its screen. That seems like a nice thing. And the fingerprint sensor is half screen. So, so any, it's like the lower half of the screen lights up white when you touch it. Any part in the lower half of the screen, you can put your thumb on, and it will theoretically scan the thumb hmm. and, and unlock. And then it is edge-to-edge. Uh, at least the, the the top part, edge to edge. No notch. No notch. Just so where does the front-facing camera go? Where does the speaker go? Well, well, the speaker can go on the top, the bevel, Is there a little mirror that pops out? There is a selfie camera that pops out. What? It pops out like, like, like a flash on an old camera. Wow. That sounds like it'll break almost immediately. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. parts. Well, let's say this is a concept phone. This is, Does that mean it, it's like a like a like the? It's not going to market. Growler? It's not yeah. going to market. We did see a version of this at CES, and it didn't have the little selfie pop up thing. It just had the fingerprint scanner. But even that was a more limited area, so you can see them iterating on it. Oh, it's not even like the um, uh, the essential phone where they put the speaker in the corner of yeah. the phone. At the, here, the speaker is using the bone conduction, the vibrating the screen. Mm-hmm. Sounds terrible. So when you hold it up to your ear, it just it vibrates bone. Condu- They're just assuming you use this with a headset. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, every time I see a concept phone, I think, oh, Plymouth Prowler. Remember that? That was really cool. And then three years later, when it came out as a car, it was the PT Cruiser. Yeah. So, well, no thanks. If if they develop out the technology for the in-screen fingerprint scanner, and other people rip it off in a couple of years, that's all I want. I, I honestly, I like the not having to touch my phone to get the notifications. But I really, it's only because both. I have the stand. I, I, I'm kind of okay. Don't you want to have the ability to look at the phone and give you notifications or unlock passwords, but then have the more secure fingerprint for... No, I'm good. Okay. Like, I All love right. I love being able to walk when I'm cooking to, like, just tap the phone once when it's sitting on the counter and not have to get it super flowery or whatever, look at it, get whatever the next step That's in my That's the other problem. The, when the phone's flat, I have to, like, position my head over the table. This might be a height thing because I don't have – like, it and just like, gets me. I just kind of look down. And, and, and tuck in my cheeks and, and, and my, my jowls to look. so I'm not, like, weird – you don't have to give the what phone a tough blue life. steel when you're calibrating it. You can <laughs> yeah. just you can just give it your normal look. Yeah, it's all about the angles. So. Yeah. So those are the new phones out from Mobile World Congress. Do you, do you think they're going to do edge edge on iPad? Oh yeah, oh, right. Yeah, next it iPad out this year. Next iPad Pro. I assumed it's going to be edge edge. That's why I'm kind of holding off on upgrades. At this yeah, point. I think I, next iPad Pro is going to be exciting, and it'll probably have you know your your. Um, you think they're only going to do it in the Pro though? It's where they can get the most money they'll, they'll for them. They'll start at the pro and work their way down over the next three years. It takes time to make these things smaller. They don't want to roll them out all at once because then people will buy the cheap one instead of the expensive one when it's new. Exactly. Exactly. It's a Tesla model. Um, other stuff announced this past week. Sony, some cool announcements. Sony has its on its high-end uh, camera line, the A9, which is a very, very nice camera. Uh, the A7, uh, A7R3, which is a photographer's dream, high megapixel count. A massive sensor. Tons of lenses available. T- uh, now tons of lenses available. Oh, and then good. more recently, just past week, they announced the A7 III. Just A7 III. Uh, the fault the A7 II. $2,000 for the body. Ooh. And a 24-megapixel sensor. New processor, 10 FPS, for um, which is plenty fast if you're not doing sports. Is 4K full video, full frame. Wow. And 5-axis stabilization. $2,000 is dark. If I did not buy a camera a year and a half ago, 
this is the one I'd be buying. You're on the sixty. I'm uh, I'm on the five D four. Five D four. I mean, we we talk about phones and like a, a two year life cycle. Oftentimes, I think is what the upgrade window is. What's your upgrade window on a camera? Five years. Yeah. If I'm spending three thousand dollars on a camera, at least five years. I mean, maybe shutter count. I should look, look at, you know, maybe like... What is it, 10,000 frames or something? 100,000 100, frames. 100,000 frames? Before I want to change. Yeah, yeah. 50, let's say like 50 to 70. Yeah. And you get some resale value out of it. Hmm. Do you uh, see the smart flash that n- Canon came out with? No, what's this? It's this. It's almost a room sensing flash that will automatically adjust based off lighting conditions and point the flash at the ceiling so to get you the right reflection. when you reflection. say adjust, it is a mechanical... It's mechanical. Flash. So when you talk about like a speed light flash you mount on top of your camera, yeah. you can bend. It usually has a two axes of movement, right? It rotates, yeah, and it has yeah. a tilt. So you can bounce off the ceiling. So you can bounce off the ceiling. Or a shade or whatever, this yeah. one will rotate and tilt by itself, depending on its orientation. Is it on a gimbal? Um, no, it doesn't. No, it has motors inside of it. Oh wow! But it will somehow sense. I guess it'll just look at the room environment because it's not only does it need to look at the exposure and and your your um, your forms uh, for what's in front of the camera, but how does it know how high the ceiling is and where the ceiling is? It probably has like a lidar. Or this doesn't right? seem like it would save people much effort. It, this seems like a product that dumbs something down that the market that buys this doesn't need dumbing down. That's totally mm-hmm. true. Um, did, have you guys talked about the Google camera? The 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 clips. The clips. Do you have one coming? I'm so curious about this, but I don't want to spend my own. The money reviews on it. are not good. No, I know, but I want to know why. I want to. I want to see it. I want to see how it works. This is the one that automatically takes pictures when it recognizes. Yeah, it's the spy cam vision. for your kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Clip it to the tree during your birthday party, and kids yeah. can run up to it and get selfies. Totally, that totally would have worked at my kid's birthday party this weekend. Mm, yeah. Well, what's your? Why do you want it? What do you want it for? I don't want it. I just want to. Oh. I want to. I want to spend ten minutes with it so I can look at it and be like, "This is really dumb," or "This is really maybe <laughs> potentially ex- need in the future, but a bad execution." I mean, the the hard part is like I'd be willing to try it out, but it's so expensive. Well, so so here's the the reason I'm curious about it is their machine vision stuff that they do with Google Photos is goddamn. It's magic, great. It's great. Right? And and if they're if you get a little bit of that brilliance in something that you can just stick on the wall and not have to think about. I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I'm like I'm not going to put it in my house, obviously, because it's creepy. But like that integrated with a phone camera is kind of a neat thing, because then then we get the good shot instead of the one that I usually take. Not at two hundred fifty bucks. No, so. I'm not. Like I said, I, I'm more interested if Norm spends his money than I spend my money. <laughs> mm, we'll take a look at it. Um, and then if you're shooting high megapixel video or photos or high uh, resolution video, uh, you may need new SD cards. And Sandisk announced this week micro SD cards. That have PCIe transfer. Wow, really? Baked in. So up to f- uh, 400 uh, gigabits per second. So does it show as like an NVMe device or is it a new thing? Uh, actually, sorry. 400 gigabyte SD card okay. that can move up to. Oh, no. So there's, these are two different things. One is a 400 gigabyte SD card that can do 90 megabytes per second read writes, which are That's pretty normal, standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, great for 1080. And they have a new technology that will take. Uh, PCIe data transfers that will go up to 880 megabytes per second. Oh, so this is the next the next, next generation gen standard yes. for yes. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <sighs> That's awesome. Do we all have touchscreen computers here? I don't have one. I have a Asus book. Ah, so I no, that was a MacBook. No, this is Wirecutter's pick for like, but like one of the better laptops just because of the battery life on it. I Got get it. about like eight hours just That's doing normal good. stuff, which yeah. is pretty great. And it's super lightweight. Gotta have the touchscreen. 
Touch yeah. is so convenient. I, it's not I, about using it all the time. It's, it's about when you type an email and then you don't have to click the mouse or use the touchpad. You can just hit the send button with your finger. I don't ever do that. But I do use it when I'm browsing for making yeah. Pinch and zoom. And stuff like that. Pinch and zoom a lot mm-hmm. and scrolling. Uh, my kid is always perplexed by my wife's MacBook because she tries to touch the screen and nothing happens. Yeah, but we're in that generation where we yeah, still know how to use things. Yeah, we know where the command prompt. They're is. the ones. They're the ones that are going to grow up and like the world will collapse and they'll be like, "Well, how do we turn this? This lettuce isn't in a bag. How do I make a salad out of it?" Yeah, don't know. Hey, we all use Slack, but uh, and Google has an eye on mm-hmm. this market. They just uh, released Hangouts Chat. Terrible name. Yeah. For what it's supposed to be. Because also Hangouts is a it's a cursed at this point. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. still use it for SMS because I have Project Fi, but Hangouts is not good. It's Are you interested in trying Hangouts chat? No. no. Sharing, you can, it has high integration into the G Suite. That's they cool. say, so they say just, AI. So it has some AI integration, too. Oh, yeah, good. 25 bots built in. I so I actually think that Discord is probably the Slack killer when you when you get down to it because of the voice because the voice stuff works the screen sharing stuff works flawlessly and it's free it's, for and those it's features free for those features um, the thing that they don't have is like the long term file retention uh, that but Slack, Slack does. is hugely limited it's five gigabytes shared well, yeah, if, for everyone but if you pay five bucks a person then you get infinite storage Se- seven bucks a person well whatever not it, infinite storage twenty gigabytes per person it's five bucks a person. If you pay annual instead of monthly, seven bucks a person if you pay annual. Really? Oh, I must have an old rate. Then. That scales pretty quickly, though. Yeah, it, yeah, it gets expensive person. for a big organization. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I find like, look, if you're looking at the cost of seven dollars a person for Slack versus having an office, then it's it's a that's a pretty much a no brainer. If you have a physical space and also Slack, makes a little bit less sense. Yep. It means your people aren't communicating. Can yeah. Discord get away from just being associated with yes. games, though? Absolutely. You think so? Yeah. I don't know if they're going to, but I like, like I look at, I, I actually think Discord is kind of the future. Like I'm using Discord in 20, 2018 the way I used Twitter in 2008. Like it's a place for me to get on and goof around with my friends mm-hmm. and connect with people that I don't get to see in person very much. And I, I find it very, it's very compelling because of that. It helps that the people that I'm interested in connecting with are also people who are into games, so they already have Discord. But like that, that private social, that private enclosed social network, mm-hmm. much more interesting to me than than the place with Nazis and the place with the bad ads. We didn't even mention that a whole social network rose and collapsed. The Russian thing, yeah, yeah. Good on Vero. See, ya. <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, we talk about social networks. So, any, anyone on Vero? I signed, in the first million. Million. I signed up for Miro. You did. I signed up and uninstalled it. Uh, uh, how do you know if you're in the first million? I think I don't know. You're probably not in the first million anymore because it's so popular. It's wildly. I get a million. But you can't post anything. You can't because the servers are all all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too busy new, installing it's, malware on your on your phone. It's what? the Instagram competitor that uh, doesn't have any fancy algorithms. So it's your feed that uh, is is chronological. And um, but you can't post anything. But you can't post anything right now because it's their servers are slammed. It's very popular because everyone wants to get an account before you have to pay. And <sighs> didn't didn't wasn't there another service that's exactly this tried to kill off Twitter? There been twelve. L O Peach. Um. Uh, oh God, the, we, the the distributed one. I'm just impressed with how quickly it came and died. Like as soon as are it turned sure? out, it was backed sure by dead? Russian oligarchs. People yeah. were like, "I mean, this is such a good idea." <laughs> I don't think it was oh, just no. the Russian thing. 
when people are like, I can't post anything. All right. Well, look, the first three years, five years of Twitter were fail whale city. So as soon as something interesting happened, the service. But there was down. nothing else. Well, there's Facebook. Yeah, but nothing like Twitter. Yeah, no, I know. I guess there was like, uh, yeah, there was a couple. I used to think that was a bad thing, but now I maybe think maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) There's nothing else like Twitter. (laughs) Hey, you can take that winnings you got from the tournament yesterday. Yeah. Esports champion Will Smith. What can I get? And you can get a new NVIDIA graphics card coming Ooh. out later this later this uh this quarter we this think. is just a rumor they're probably going to announce it at uh gtc uh at the end of the month yeah but we have a new uh uh line uh coming out that's a different uh, uh structure so instead of the 16 nanometer structure that's in the finally the 12 nanometer line, we have a 12 process. nanometer structure how is it a new is this a talk or a tick it is a uh, the big one. Oh, this is the big one. This is the big this one. This is yeah. a new Another big one. Mm-hmm. So 1080 was a massive jump yeah. with Pascal. Now yeah. this is Ampere. Ampere. Oh. With the two, potentially the name, it could be the 2000 series. could be the 280. Well, that makes sense because they've got all the way through the 10s, through the mm-hmm. 080s. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it could be 1180, but that's a bad number. No, that's really bad. It's a, de- no. it's a cursed. Yeah. 2080. Um, I think you said 280. Look, let's let's. I got yeah, 2080. Th- that's right. That makes more sense. I have one simple question, and it's really going to determine whether this card is something I can buy or not. How is it for mining, say, Ethereum? <laughs> I bet it's going to be really good. Oh, they said um, that the baseline, the 2070, if um, you know the rumors are true, will come out m- obviously more powerful than the TI. Than the 1080 TI. Ooh. Yeah, it has uh, it has DDR uh, DDR six memory in it, and okay. supposedly that memory is you know at the high end faster than the DDR should be easy to get lots of that massive quantities for the Bitcoin miners. Yeah, yeah. But if, if do you think they'll in their in their um, press announcement and their big announcement for it, they'll do like mining comparisons, like you know yes, how, how much? Hundred percent. Actually, they no. might not because they've no. been saying they're they're people they're would for gamers. boo that. They exactly. don't want to. But the thing is, if they come out with this card and it opens up the bottom of the market again, it opens up the tens yeah. back for gamers. That's not a bad thing. That's but, only. But, I mean, that's what Jeremy said. Them, but that's no what supply, Jeremy doesn't matter. I mean, they said they, in the rumor that they're going to be toning down production on the 1080 uh, architecture now. Yeah, of course. They already started. I mean, they always do. Yeah. The the question then is, like, don't buy a 1080 if the new one's out. Obviously. Well, maybe you, you buy do. A 1060. If, well, I mean, if the price drops like in half. Maybe. At the announcement, then maybe you do. I but, don't know. I mean, every all the prices are super inflated right now. As Jeremy said last week, I think the best idea is if they came out with a mining specific card. Well, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Something that doesn't have as much memory and has the the yeah, that makes it that makes a lot. And more just sense. like shift all of those people over, there. or that uses slower memory because you don't <laughs> need that for mining, but you do for games or whatever. I'm I'm interested. Um, uh, yeah, the graphics card market, it's funny because somebody asked me if they should build or buy a computer the other day, and I looked at prices of video cards, and I was like, look, it, for the first time since I've been building computers since the 90s, it is cheaper to go to Origin or Alienware or whoever, somebody who gets cards at, at, at the OEM price, and buy the, car, buy, the, buy the machine from mm-hmm. an OEM with support and the whole thing than it is to build it yourself. If you want a 1080 or 1070, and RAM seems like on the high end of where it's been for a while. Yeah, there's too. some sort of a, there's yeah. A, yeah. I don't know what I don't there, I I've seen people talking about that. I don't know what caused it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I the the nice thing is like EVGA and Nvidia are selling cards direct to consumers as well. If you can get it on one of those orders, so you can still get a 1080 at the MSRP if you if you kind of look around a little bit and are careful. Hey, uh, did you know Audi is going to send two rovers to the moon this year? At least that's what so their, the their plans are. For real? Fourth, fifth, and sixth cars on the moon. 
not cars, rovers. Well, okay. they're quattro rovers. Actually, if you seen the, if you saw the movie Alien Covenant, you saw these rovers in one of the first scenes when they land on the planet. They come out of the the ship. They're pretty cool looking rovers. Alien Covenant. No, the most recent one. Huh. Don't think about it too much. Uh, so the uh, the Audi Lunar Quattro is a ro- uh, rover designed by PT scientists, and that group, along with Audi and Vodafone, uh, for these two rovers, they will communicate with a 4G network that they're setting up on the moon. Does 4G not bounce off of the atmosphere and the magnetosphere or whatever and come back down? I don't know. It, it, they're I setting up a, 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 a small network. Um, they say with a something of the size of a bag of sugar, because um, weight's going to be the payload capacity to be important here. Uh, What's the benefit of having a 4G network on the moon? Well, the rovers can talk to each yeah. other. That's it. It's just a local, it's local it's wireless a local network. network. Why not just put a Wi-Fi point out there? I think they probably put out this 4G thing just to get press attention. Because 4G is associated with service, mm-hmm. cell service. Just wait till like they're yeah, like, I oh, we have an upgrade. It's 4G LTE on the moon now. Oh, hey, Will. God. Hey, Will. Sorry, You're playing sorry, sounds. Sorry. Hey, Will. Hey, Will. Oh, my God. It's getting louder. Your link had autoplay video on it. That's not my every, fault. Every link has autoplay video on <laughs> I need it. I to update my ad blocker. Uh, uh, do you see um, uh, there's a couple interesting things in autonomous cars. AVs? Do you see, do you, oh, God. ACs. No. No. <laughs> We're calling them AVs. Do you, you see Waymo release the video? Um, I am so skeptical of this video. I you should be. I now, the video up. is interesting because it's a 360 video. So it's a YouTube video where you can, um, th- they, I guess they mount a 360 camera on top of one of these Waymo cars, and it's totally scripted. It is not like a freeform driving. Like They stop at a certain place, and they tell you, this is what your Waymo autonomous vehicle can see at this moment. Well, it can see the car next to it. It can identify a distance from that car and the it's, it's anticipated speed of that car at any moment. And so it's tracking mm-hmm. these X number of things. I, I mean, sure, but it, 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 it doesn't show where LIDAR has some limitations in terms of what it can and can't visualize um, because it also doesn't indicate, you know, how quickly it can process that information uh, yeah, there's so many factors. Of course not. This is like a promotional video. Yeah. So yeah. they're not going to show all those dif- discrepancies. I, I, I mean, he, here's the thing, though. The amount of work that's gone into accelerating the kind of machine vision stuff that this mm-hmm. does on silicon mm-hmm. is is we are exponentially more capable now than we were five years ago when we started seeing these self-driving cars with the LiDAR spinny mm-hmm. dome on top. I, I, don't, I don't doubt that they are recognizing stuff at this speed at this point especially if they have like a giant gpu and in and in, in a pc in the car as well have they ever talked about what hardware is on these cars no yeah because it's definitely not like arm based stuff at this point it's, it's and then there's the philosophy no. of whether it's fleet based you know server based or local computed i don't think it has, it to, be has to be local the the latency is such so like all of it you, you can't rely on a wireless network for something as crucial as not murdering someone with the car but the like the databases are all the fleet based stuff means that the mapping is all continually being updated. And oh, shared. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so your no your local your local decisions are happening locally. Yeah. But like the map, like you know Tesla uh, having x many thousands of cars and all those maps being even if it's not visualized or used mm-hmm. in the moment, that's all data that can be used to improve the system. We'll all be part of the consumer experience program. We're going to be driving cars there sooner than we think because California, uh, the DMV approved. Um, driverless without a driver behind the wheel testing in april whoa good news everyone skynet is online in june so you still have to apply through this program and it's rigorously you know monitored so but like gm and and google are going to 
put in applications, I'm sure. Okay. And they're going to be approved for testing on the road. Uh, which I didn't expect it to be so soon. Actually, the projections were it was going to be held off to June. But somehow DMV moved quickly. Hooray, DMV. Are we still in the Finally. generation where that we're, uh, we're the last generation? No, it won't be us. It'll be the next generation. It'll be the last generation that grew up learning to drive and then never having to drive. The people that are between you and my daughter are are those kids, the millennials. You think your daughter won't have to learn to drive? If she doesn't want to, I bet she won't. That's real sad. I don't know. I'm, that still seems fast to me. Because we're, we're talking about like 10 years for our kids before they would get to driving age. And that way. feels like, still when, feels pretty fast. When it's time to get your kid a car, mm-hmm. should should you be in a getting a car situation for a child, would you get a car that they have to drive themselves or would you trust the machine to drive them? Is a 16-year-old a better yeah. driver than a, than a nascent machine? In 10 years? Yeah. I better hope the machine's a better driver. Yeah. In so at years. that point, you won't let the kid... Try. You'd rather get them Lyft, Uber, AV credits. But I'm not convinced that our society, in terms of like legal rulings and and the speed at which this can be adopted, also the cultural issue. I think the kids are want to drive themselves. When I was when I was 14 in Tennessee, I could have gotten a motorcycle license, Mm -hmm. and I could have driven myself to school. I said, "Dad, look at all the time you'll save." Get me a scooter and I can ride to school by myself and you don't have to drive me there anymore. And he said, "A sound argument because I would like for you to continue to be alive for a much longer time." It's the same situation. Oh. Like 16-year-olds, like there's a reason we don't give 16-year-olds driver's license in a lot of states anymore. It's because they're really dangerous drivers. And and when we do, we give them lots of restrictions. It's the same thing. You're not going to get your 16-year-old kid a... Uh, Only on a, control. If they want the freedom of driving, they can go to the control, look, the racetrack. Then let them get a lift. Yeah, go to the go to the scooter track. It's fine. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. Before we move on to our next segment, I want to thank the sponsor of this week's episode, and that is Google's Cloud Platform. What can data tell? What can your data tell you? With Google's Cloud Platform, use machine learning at scale to build better products. Google Cloud's AI provides modern machine learning services with pre-trained models and a service to generate your own tailored models as well. Their platform is now available as a cloud service to bring unmatched scale and speed to your business applications, and it predicts so your business can thrive. Learn more about Google's cloud platform at g.co slash getcloudai. Again, that's g.co slash getcloudai. of science i miss having jeremy in the right music is that another right music <laughs> no that's the really old music that played for two weeks but that's fine it's fine we're here if you guys don't follow astro katie on twitter professor katie mack oh she's so good a great follow on twitter and she wrote up an article in scientific american about a discovery that the edges team made this is a radio astronomy group that has been looking for some of the first starlight of the universe And one of the problems with that is that they're looking using FM signals. And so you get a ton of interference from everything else on Earth. Well, they found an isolated spot in in the desert of Australia. And they think in a new finding, they found some of that earliest starlight ever formed. Now, there's a typical sort of slope to these detections. And this didn't follow that slope, which opens up a what the hell is this? It doesn't look like the general radiation of stars. And there's essentially two potential feasible explanations, or three. 
One is that there's something wrong with this finding, and it hasn't been confirmed yet by other uh, telescopes, which is actually might be the most realistic scenario. So we have to wait for a few years for other telescopes to confirm this. Two is that the radiation from those stars is a lot brighter than what we expect, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Like the earliest stars were brighter than we yeah. think? Which wow. would make which would be really weird. Like entropy was faster back then or something weird? Or there is something else there that led to the spike in radiation. And I think a lot of the articles talk about this being potentially seeing some dark matter, releasing some radiation mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and since this is early universe, it could be that could be what we're talking about. Katie goes in much more depth in her Scientific American piece about this. But there are a lot more questions. There's a big mystery here as to why this data looks the way it is. And that's why the uh, astronomy sector is sort of up in arms like, what is this? There's a lot of skepticism. There's a, there's a group just over in Berkeley that does um, uh, long range, deep, deep sort of space observations. One of the leaders of that group expressed a lot of skepticism that this finding is right and it isn't just dust or something else, some interference on on land. And we've had a couple big discoveries uh, like the BICEP2 in Antarctica have similar issues with their finding being count, basically being contradicted by what we see in the future. But for the time being, we have this really interesting mystery on our hand. Hmm. I'll put a look in the show notes. Uh, the other and just a, another quick one, the EU um, uh, just re, uh, reviewed, uh, I think it was close to 5,000 papers or something like 3,800 papers on um, bee colonies and the effect of neonicotinoids, which is this type of pesticide, and whether or not they are actually impacting colony collapse disorder. Oh, wow. And they ruled as the EU that there is a link between neonics and uh, bee behavior. And it's a wide range of behavior. Like for certain types of species of bees, it leads to them uh, having drift in their in their sort of wayfinding. Others, it has uh, impacts on reproduction. They're pointing to overall, the literature points to some stress that these neonics put on the system. Neonics are uh, are manufactured by Bayer um, uh, on the largest scale in this country. Bayer wildly disputes these findings. Uh, but what this does is it opens the road for the EU to regulate neonicotinoids. That sounds uh, like a bad thing anyway. Neonicotinoids sounds like something very harmful. It's like it's, you can put those no. In cigarettes. No, no, smoke no. Them. It's going to be good. It's, it's a bad name. So, Look, like, it's just so, a descriptor of what it is. I guess it is. Yeah. We can we can do like the dihydrogen oxide thing too. Mm. And chemicals are really bad because sure, I'm scared of them. Yeah, chemical names sound scary, but that's not the issue. Is that there's actual findings relating that these are f- affecting bee behavior. Oh, so you're saying chemicals are scary? What sure, if, I see what this is. <laughs> what if I show you a a rap about neonicotinoids? No, will I'm that good. make you I'm less cool. scared no, about that them? Will make me much more scared. I, no, I have you. one for you. I say, you like. uh, sir, I say no, thank you. <laughs> I think that's the right choice. All right, let's go to our last segment. The VR Minute. Virtual reality this week. Hey, this past week was also the Dice Awards. Yeah. And um, there were... Oh! Yeah, that's my Andrew Dice Clay impression right there. Come on! No one one remembers the Dice family? Hey, Ford Fairlane. Terrible movie. Nobody should watch that. 
So uh, what do we have in terms of VR uh, winners for the DICE Awards? For immersive reality technical achievement. Yeah. What does that mean, Kishore? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that going around. <laughs> the award goes to Lone Echo and Echo Rita. And Woo! somewhere Jeremy cheered. I think that I think that's a good good call based on the movement the the work with movement that they did was revolutionary it was exceptional so um they they won two awards right they won both of the VR awards yeah the uh, immersive nice. reality game yeah yeah it was the other best, one they won. what were the finalists oh boy it was um lone echo for, so there are two awards there was game of the year and, and immersive VR game of the year or immersive, immersive game IR of game of the year I, I, that's someone's going to co-op that term. Some bad technology company who who doesn't have a VR product yet. You got Microsoft with mixed reality, Facebook with virtual reality, Google with I guess also virtual reality. Um, maybe Google will take immersive reality. But there's virtual reality game of the year, immersive reality game of the year, which the nominees were Lone Echo slash Echo Arena. I'm glad they combined them the one and then split the votes. Yeah, Psychonauts. Yeah, interesting. Robo Recall. Yeah, surprised. Space Pirate Trainer because of the 1.0 release? The 1.0 release was really good, yeah. And then Wilson's Heart. Mm-hmm. Oh. Really? Is that wow. from just storytelling? So this is, I think this was more of an inclusive category. So this is like, this is like looking at it as a cohesive whole, as a thing that's driving um, immersive games forward. Hmm. Uh, so like if you look at how, I don't know if you played Psychonauts, but it, I I found it to be really compelling. Like they, they took the limitations of the platform and told a really compelling story in that using the powers that Raz has mm-hmm. um, it made it work really well. Robo Recall and Space Pirate Trainer are both mechanically really, really incredible games. Um, I think they both kind of scratched the same itch in different ways. Um, maybe those wouldn't have been my choices necessarily, but uh, and then Wilson's Heart told a, a pretty compelling story. Very high production value, yeah. a lot of money put in that, and then they had the technical achievements. And this is where something there was some interesting. Bridge Crew was nominated for technical achievement, definitely not. I don't think best VR game of last year, but in terms of what it did for social communication and 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 um, just the scope of it. That was interesting. Uh, Invisible Hours got a good nod there too, as well. So I'm glad. In, that Invisible happened. Hours is really I hadn't played that, and it's pretty amazing. It's, like it's I'll, one of my favorites of last like year. Like the way that yeah they did they didn't that's the that's the one where you fast forward through time and the yeah exactly it's very good and that that one is immersive theater so immersive reality totally fits in the category. Yep. Um, okay, uh, big announce uh, or article in Rolling Stone. Um, Rolling Stone also had one of the first. Uh, unveils of the Magic Leap, and they're continuing their releases. Um, so this is Glixel, not Glixel. Rolling Stone. Well, it's owned by Rolling Stone. Yeah, Glixel. Yeah. Uh, so Brian Crescente of Rolling Stone slash Glixel uh, was able to go to Wada's new game shop. What a game shop! Where uh, Greg Broadmore of Wada is now running a game development team, and apparently they're revealing some of their... They announced their first piece of software. So this is interesting because Magic Leap, one of the first videos they had released years ago was you saw the Weta Workshop logo in the corner. And this was, um, as far as we could tell, just a scripted, animated tech demo, not supposed to be a representation of the real execution of Magic Leap. But that game idea of like, which is similar to what we saw with the uh, Microsoft um, HoloLens uh, game demo, bugs coming out of the walls, enemies like, using your environment as a portal to another world. Uh, seems to be, uh, that was in the, the Magic Leap promo video, that may be turned into a real game. Huh, that's really cool. 
Uh, it looks like it's in well, the world of uh, Dr. Gwogborts, which is... Uh, it's the ray guns from Team Fortress. Exactly, yeah. exactly. When you say May, I mean, definitely, right? I mean, this feels like an, uh, a game announcement. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but we don't know what the scope of the game is. Yeah. We don't know if it's like this is. What does it mean to have? We don't know. So we, there's so much we don't know about the hardware, and it's fun, like it's practical capabilities. There's a lot of promise here. It's like we haven't really seen the hardware. So what does it mean to have a game that's going to be exclusive or made specifically for this hardware? I I want it to be where you have to build the prop in real life in order to actually do it. That'd be the most subversive thing that Weta could do. I mean, the really interesting thing is just like on the VR side, we have these developers, the Oculus Studios, Oculus funded through Oculus Studios. They were figuring out the mechanics and the applications of VR as a platform as they were making these games years before we had them as consumers. We assume at what a game shop, they're doing the exact same thing. They have to figure out how augmented reality can work for gaming and how do you build a game that taps into the potential of augmented reality, and how, uh, augmented reality and not have it just be a floating screen in front of you that you're playing a game on? Or, uh, and how does it take advantage of the benefits of augmented reality? Your environment, whereas your environment may change from your house to my office to someone who's living in a shared space to someone who's living in a, you know, a big space in a small space with different wall conditions. Like how do you test for all those conditions when they're not the ones making the hardware? I don't know. We'll see. I hopefully, I mean, it's supposed to come out. The uh, the hardware is supposed to come out this year. Uh, if this is going to be something that's going to come out with that launch, I mean, they must. They would be the ones I'd want to pick the brains of in terms of like their learning experiences um, and making the software for it. Um, we had a couple more things at uh, Mobile World Congress. There were a couple of VR headsets on display. We had uh, the Vive trackers with uh, Steam VR 2.0. Yeah, that's just more good news that they're they're actually updating it with the 2.0 bigger area, right. bigger, and and then also um, the HTC. Mm. Oh. The big thing about 2.0 is you can have more than two sensors, new, yeah. two lighthouses overlapping, yes. so you can do much much larger spaces up to like warehouse size. So they did a, infinite size. They did a big soccer game to mm-hmm. demo this where they I think they had like six sensors on each individual person, but it was a like not as big of a soccer f- play field, but it was a big space. Yeah. The bummer to me is that the old 1.0 devices are I, – I seem like for a while those might be compatible with the new sensor, the new 2.0, like, and it seems yeah. like now not so much. So that's a, that's a, that is disappointing. I don't know how many of those trackers they actually sold to uh, non-developers. Well, they just started selling them a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more talking about the headsets. Like the mm-hmm. headsets and the old yeah. controllers won't work with the 2.0 now is what it seems like they're saying, which is, which is not awesome. They did demo more of the wireless adapter – but we didn't see it under under like stressful conditions. There was they're demoing a, like a hot air balloon game where you didn't have to look Move. around and see a lot of movement. But they were doing it on a trade show floor, which is mm-hmm. a not a ideal yeah. situation for that for signals. And then also yeah. the Vive Focus, which is their uh, what previously was the Daydream headset, inside out tracking, six degrees mm-hmm. of tracking. Um, that now is its own standalone thing overseas. May not make it over to the U.S. That was also on display at Mobile World Congress. It's, it's interesting to me that they're selling that mainly in Asia and not not in the U.S. Given that Oculus is set to release, presumably maybe they're two, waiting. Maybe they're maybe, waiting yeah, because the like like the Oculus Go is not six degrees, right. and but they will launch with this huge library of gear titles, gear VR titles, and whatever they're building up for yeah. uh, for the Go. And if Santa Cruz is at a later this year or sometime next year, then I assume HTC would want to build up their content library um, 
and then get people to spend money. Because if someone's going to spend $500 on a headset only, then you want them to spend it on your hardware and not someone else's is, hardware. Is the HTC uh, standalone headset, is it ARM-based or is it? It is ARM-based. Okay. Snapdragon 835, but it has the same screen fidelity as the new H- the Vive Pros. Oh, okay. So that's really high resolution, not a yeah. lot of graphics, graphics. power. Hmm. So I don't know how that's, and 75 hertz. What GPU? Do they say, do you know? It's whatever's in the Snapdragon 835, 620 okay. or whatever it is. Huh. Um, Facebook said, one last bit of news, Facebook uh, has their annual um, F8 conference in May, and head of Oculus, Hugo Barra, uh, had some teases that said that this will be, at this conference, they will make some of their biggest AR slash VR news from Facebook to date. Now, that could just be stuff about Go and... and, and well, I hope. I hopefully, Go is gonna be out before. Yeah, but like more Ooh. titles and, and. I bet everyone's gonna get a Go. That I bet. You get to go, and you get to go, and you get to go. Oh, everyone! Might, uh, I don't know. Such long lines at the men's room. Um, but he t- extended the tease when someone uh, tweeted him nine possible ideas, and he said getting four out of the nine items correct wasn't bad. So I'm gonna list out the nine things. Okay. And you will have to tell me which of these, which four of the nine things are things that are going to be announced by Facebook at F8. I can't participate in this, I don't think. <laughs> I think sure. I'm not allowed to participate. <laughs> More Facebook spaces, new interface, AR hardware, new Oculus, whatever that means, VR slash AR creation app, more 3D models, and a VR platform integrating everything. So VR AR app is probably the easiest one to pick off that they would probably do. Um, I want to say one to rule one space to rule them all. That would actually be interesting. You think it, so? No new Oculus headset. I don't think so. Yep. Too early for Santa Cruz. AR lenses. AR hardware could be. AR hardware would be that would be big. That news. would be big news. Be, I don't think so. Gosh. Yeah. What could it be? I mean, AR hardware and Oculus are the two least likely to me Mm -hmm. because those, I would feel like there would just be leaks about those. I can't get a read on Will at all. No reaction whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll be announcing the CPAC next year, showing off Bullet Train. Oh. And on. Interesting list of things, Norm. And on (laughs) that note. I think that does it for this week's episode of This Is Only Test. It's a little bit shorter because we have to jump into other production things. Jeremy, I think, will be back next week, which can grill him about his fancy skiing adventures. Ooh. Oh, we're doing an adventure tomorrow with Jeremy. Ah, I don't know if we can talk about it yet. Yeah, we are going to do week. it. Next week. We'll talk about it next week. Yes. Okay. And, uh, Will, where can people find you? Uh, so we have a new episode of The Foo Show coming out very, very, very soon. It may be out mm-hmm. even by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Um uh, on Steam, uh, it features a scientist at UCSF that you introduced me to mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, who builds nano machines out of DNA. His name's Sean Douglas. We've talked about it a little bit before here in the past. But we do a whole powers of ten thing where we start in his lab and we shrink down to we're standing between the lipid layers of an E. coli cell, and he explains how you make nano machines out of DNA. And it's very cool. I tried out a version of this in his office uh, a few months ago. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, we it, it's we. We have rebuilt the pipeline, so it's even faster to make that stuff mm-hmm. uh, for some other projects. And and then the episode that features Norm and Adam will follow that one really shortly. So. Huzzah! And uh, you should you should join us on uh, PUBG. Yeah, uh, come watch behind the blue line. Where I'm on Twitch.tv/slash Not That Will Smith. 
more or less every night at about eight o'clock Pacific. So mm-hmm. it might be a little. And there's some East fun Coasters. people in there. It's a good crowd. And there's some. Uh, there's a lot of tested people in there. there. Yeah, it's a lot of familiar faces and names. So that's great. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this week, Will. Thank you out there for listening, and we will see you now t- next time. Do we have an outro? We this one. Have an outro. Oh, we do. This Whoa, one is from tested user AT Karens. Thanks, AT Karens. Hi there. I didn't see you. Tested. Can I just say, we were playing this, playing around before the show. This thing is a piece of shit. <laughs> hey, Jeeva, make me a sandwich. Piece of shit. <laughs> what happened to the Jibo in this office? <laughs>